We're going, dude. Oh, okay. Great. Thanks. I think we've intellectualized and thought of every possible experience yeah. for this. So We're, I say we fucking go. This was the most pre-production we've ever put into a podcast, and it lasted about eight minutes of sitting in yeah. my dining room trying to figure out what to talk about. Is that is that accurate? That's 100% accurate. Yeah. Um, we haven't put a... Well, this is um Recovered AF podcast. Probably say that. Yep. And uh, on this podcast, there's two of us. Yep. One being me, Kyle. Mm-hmm. I'm the other one. Me, Aaron. Yep. yep. And um, between the two of us, we talk about our experience. Most of the time, it's about uh, getting sober through a 12-step program. We're not affiliated with those 12-step programs, so we always like to make that very clear that uh, those 12-step programs don't have spokespeople or representatives. So Aaron and I are only sharing our own experience. We are not in any way, shape, or form trying to affiliate ourselves with those programs. Nope. And um, as a result of that, we because we're not affiliated and because Aaron and I have different experiences that don't involve the 12 steps. Because we, we're not even in the same 12-step fellowship. Exactly. We talk about whatever the frick we want because we're not cussing. Because someone says we cuss a lot. They do? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Somebody did say Someone that. did say that. Several I'm said just that. kidding. But that's uh, that's just who we are. So uh, we talk about sometimes therapy and sometimes recovery stuff. Sometimes we just talk shit. Uh, we have an episode out now where we talk about uh, some of our old partying days, which was an interesting turn <laughs> in, the, in the podcast. <laughs> But uh, we kind of just roll with whatever's going on. But today, we are going to have one of our step explorations. We did spend one whole episode with your mom trying to figure out what in the hell is wrong with you. I think we got a better picture of what's wrong with me. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so much to unpack in one episode. Exactly. So, uh, step, step exploration. <clears throat> That's right, Kyle. Now, we've done three of these. If you're... New to the podcast, we have one that's on the 10th step, we have one that's on the 4th step, and we have one that is on the 1st uh, step. So today, what are we doing, Aaron, <laughs> besides now. getting naked in front of me? <laughs> it's hot in here. I had to take off my sweatshirt. Yeah, you guys keep your house at a very warm temperature. That's We don't go above 69 in my house. That is not... I'm betting it's like 74 in here. 72, always. That is hot. not my choice. It's hot. We knock her down to 68 when uh, we're both at work during the day. We go to 64. <laughs> Crazy talk. Amber would not be okay with that. No? Nope. I like a cold house. I know you do, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. So this step exploration is going to be on what, Aaron? The 11th step. The 11th step. That's the one in between 10 it's after 10 and it's before 12. <laughs> have you seen that Louis C.K. stand-up yet? No. The one I was telling you about? No. You don't have to watch all it. about that conversation. I can't tell you. I would spoil his joke, but oh, okay. it's about 11 deniers. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> okay. I'll check it out. One teen. Yeah, it's funny. You'll have to watch it. Or maybe I won't. Louis C.K. 2017. Watch it today or we're not friends anymore. What? Yeah. Okay. Um... So yeah, the 11th step. What is that about, Aaron? Let's not read the book, though, huh? Ah, oh, dang it. You could tell, huh? <laughs> yeah, you I were already started looking. looking around for yeah. my book. 
I know um, you too well. It's uh it, it's, I don't know, even know how it's worded. <laughs> I'm so terrible Something like this. sought through. Prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him. That's it. And then there's another part, right? I don't know. Praying only for. Knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Bingo. Dang, it's a good thing I have a fucking 12-step podcast. <laughs> yeah, dude, you know him pretty well. Obviously. So basically, um. But what does that mean? Yeah, exactly. What does that mean to you, Aaron? What the hell does it mean? Why don't you tell me what it means? I don't have any idea. I've never done it. <laughs> You're so full of shit. <laughs> so basically, um, there's that. And then our book has some suggestions on ways to do that. I think the way it's worded is it would be easy to be vague about this matter but we think we can make some helpful suggestions is that right something along those lines yes i think it says definite definite as in like these are oh this is how you do it yeah like these are the minimum amount deal oh oh, this is the minimum that was at least my perspective okay all right if you want if you want to wear 15 pieces of flare yeah that's okay right but that's the minimum amount yeah is that how you want to express yourself carl over there (laughs) Has 30 33. <laughs> but if you want to wear 15. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I love office space. So uh, what are those? What are we talking about? Suggestions. So this is how I do it. The morning, it says that, well, there's an evening re- evening upon, wait, no, when we retire. Yeah. That's first. That doesn't make any sense to me or anybody else. Mm-hmm. Why is that first? And then there's on awakening. So I'm going to mix shit up and I'm going to talk about on awakening first. Mostly because I don't do the evening stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So it says um, uh, upon awakening, we consider the 24 hours ahead, right? Something like that. So I'm concerned about the next 24 hours. And then it tells me before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking. So that's what I do. I go, I find a quiet place to sit. Now, I used to do this right when I got out of bed. My mind races like a crazy person. I stopped doing that. I get up, I go to the gym, I work out, I come home, I take a shower. I get all my stuff ready for work, and then I have about 10 minutes left before it's time to leave the house for work. Or sometimes I do it right when I get out of the shower before I get my work stuff ready. Somewhere in there, I meander from that side of the house over there to this guest bedroom where there's nobody at, and the morning sun comes in that window real nice Mm -hmm. and so then i sit down cross-legged you see like in a meditation pose and then it says we ask god to direct our thinking especially as that it'd be divorced from self-pity dishonest or self-seeking motives it says under you know like um you know i don't know without these motives what what does it say i don't know i don't know what it says it doesn't matter yeah i saw that's just what i do (laughs) you're right let's just yeah so that's just what i do though like i don't try and get too fancy with it and so like my experience with that is i sit there and i say okay i ask god to direct my thinking and i ask him to divorce it from those things and then what happens for me is then i just sit there and i consider my plans for the day because that's what it says to do is we consider our plans for the day Mm -hmm. and sometimes usually it's a lot about work or maybe some to-do errands and stuff i got to get done and like i try and let that stuff flow in or sometimes nothing happens really or sometimes my mind just starts thinking about whatever it wants to, like something that happened when I was 13 for no apparent reason at all. And mm-hmm. I don't really have a say in 
what necessarily happens. And then at some point, I usually am like, oh, I'm supposed to be considering my plans for the day, and so maybe I'll bring it back. But sometimes I don't really have any plans for the day. So in that those instances, sometimes maybe a spiritual principle will come into my head. If I've been doing the evening review the night before, sometimes there's one left over from that that I can take into the next day. Does that make sense? Do you ever do that? Cause so at the, like at the in your evening review, you go, honesty is the thing that keeps sticking out in my mind. And so then the next day, you're going to try to bring honesty to your Yeah, so life. like in the evening review, at the end of that, when we'll get to that, but as we're supposed to ask for forgiveness and what corrective measures can be taken. And so say maybe I'll do that. A lot of times just a, a word, a principle comes into my head like honesty or forgiveness or integrity or mm-hmm. whatever. So sometimes, not always, but sometimes when I'm doing my morning thing the next day, like say nothing comes in mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Honesty. Honesty is a thing that I'm going to you know, bring in. And like sometimes I consider what that might look like in my life because honesty can be like a, sometimes I exaggerate the conditions of my work in order to manipulate the situation, whereas mm. I will exaggerate how much work I actually have so that my boss will know in an effort to get less work. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's dishonest. Mm -hmm. So sometimes honesty maybe just means going and showing up and doing the shit in front of me. All right. Yeah. Without trying to manipulate the situation. Yeah. So then, so I sit for an undetermined period of time. It's usually not more than five minutes these days. And then what I do is um, I asked, uh, then I say, um, God, show me all throughout the day what the next step is to be and give me what I need to take care of those situations. And that's how I do my morning part of the 11th step because there's like three there's several parts here right there's a morning part a during the day part and then a nighttime part basically yeah so what what what's your problem (laughs) that's what i thought i'm agreeing with you okay i think you're right on track and then uh that's pretty much that what do you you got some because like there's some yeah that's just and that's just pretty basic out of the book what it says to do like that's the helpful starting point Mm -hmm. yeah do you waver from that at all yeah for sure i'm terrible at doing it on saturday and sunday for some reason i don't need god in my life in those days right now what i was thinking was like do you do anything that's not in the book no, not right. No, not right now. Okay. No. One time, my buddy Kyle suggested like guided meditation. I was like, "That's cheating, ho! I'm not doing that." Yeah. And so I don't. Okay. <laughs> and um, yeah. Like your that's your prayer game right there. It's just sometimes that. I'll throw in the third step prayer. Okay. Um. Every now and again, I might say the seventh step prayer. Yeah. That's about it, though, man. All right. That seems to be... The routine. Yeah. Nice. I don't... I don't... It's... Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything else to say. All right. I was going to try and explain it further, but you I don't, don't think need it to. needs any explanation. Nope. You don't need to. Yeah. I was just curious. Why? What do you do? Tell me. So... Now, Kyle and I do it differently, so that means that one of us is more than likely doing it wrong. <laughs> I've just explained how I do it precisely as the book tells me to do. And I and I don't do that. Oh, um, my God. Kyle, no wonder. This explains a lot, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I do uh, 
every single morning when I get out of bed. Wait, I, I can't help but think you said every single morning because every you're taking morning. a shot at me for not doing it on Saturday. No, not at all. Kyle's over here talking shit about his meditation game, people. My meditation <laughs> game isn't that good. But oh, okay. what I do do every single morning is when I get out of bed, I get in the shower and I pray on my knees in the shower every single morning. I was going to say something. <laughs> so, yeah, I know you were. And so, we appreciate that. Yeah. Far from drunk, Kyle. Right. So, <laughs> sure, showers were pretty random. Yep. So, I shower and then um, I wash my hair and then I get on my knees and I do the same prayer. Prayers. I do the third step prayer, the seventh step prayer part of the 11-step prayer that you just talked about, where it's like, guide and direct my thinking, divorcing it from self-pity, dishonest, self-seeking motives. And then I have some stuff that I've added on. Okay. And I say the exact same third, seventh, that part of the 11th, and then some of my own prayer. Um, what is like, can like, you share it? Yeah, um, so asking God to allow me to be useful, helpful, kind, loving, tolerant, patient, considerate happy, joyous, and free in any way that he would have me. Okay. So that's the add-on that I have. Yeah. Um, so those are like the principles I try to bring to my daily. And I say that every every morning. And then I, what I have just now incorporated is um, I'm going through the work with my sponsor again, and he told me I need to be aware of uh, when I'm a producer of confusion rather than harmony. So now I'm saying that at the end of my prayer is, oh, God, allow me to see the truth of where I'm being a producer of confusion rather than harmony. Okay. So then I add that at the end, and then I just say thanks for another day and your grace and mercy and stuff. Yeah, my new sponsor suggested that maybe I offer up some gratitude for a sober day prior to starting that day. And your sponsor does that every single day. And I did it once. Yeah. One day I did it. He does it every day yeah. for 33 years or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I, so that's one thing that I have found is my prayer grows, but it's consistent and it's the same. I have it entirely memorized. I could say the whole thing from start to finish right now. I do it every single morning. I did it this morning when I showered. So I do that every morning. Um, my meditation game's a little weaker in the morning. Okay, and so, that's like, so what do you consider meditation? Like sitting quietly okay. with an attempt to clear the mind. Okay, so you're trying to clear your mind? Yes, I'm trying to not consider my plans for the day. What I try to do while I drive to work, and again, this is where I'm wrong. not a perfect aa or Wrong. Where I drive Kyle's to doing work it wrong. is I don't listen to anything, and I try to consider my behavior for the day. Okay. So I try to think of like, I'm going to be tolerant and I'm going to have an even temperament and things like that. Because for me, and uh, during the weekend, it's not that, not that bad, but really during the week, that's when that comes in is because like I go to work and pretty much every day at work, something is going wrong. Um, whether it's people not showing up or people calling in sick or, shit breaking or I'm in people are asking me where because what I do is I do a lot of inventory stuff so people are grilling me about stuff so um I just ask or I consider like how I'm going to behave throughout the day because I used to consider my plans but then what I found is like I was starting to exert myself to make sure those plans got done accordingly uh, something that was pointed out to me one time by our friend Vanessa I think 
was it says we consider our plans for the day. We don't set them in stone. Right. You know? See, exactly. And what I would do is like, all right, I got to get this done, this done, this done, this done. And then I'm running around like a fucking wild man trying to make sure that Mm -hmm. I get everything done. Yeah. And what I found is I was a producer of confusion (laughs) a lot and making things kind of chaotic and like very selfish with with good intentions right because i've gone back and forth on that like the you know Mm -hmm. consider but that's one thing i keep in mind or if i get too like because i've experienced what you're talking about too where i'm just like i've made up my mind this is what's going to happen today and then there's no room for god in there which is the whole point of this deal anyway right exactly making connection you know sometimes when i'm sorry i mean i should say this real quick sometimes when i'm sitting there and meditating the only thing that i'm focusing on is like being a battery that's charger and trying to make and the idea behind what i'm doing is i'm getting connected to god in the universe while i'm sitting there and energizing and soaking in the sun in my meditation room in the morning yeah i say meditation room it's a spare bedroom it's a nice meditation room yeah thanks it's not as cool as courtney's but no i mean whatever (laughs) maybe you should make one but again whatever i could build it right there yeah exactly but yeah, so so anyway, so sometimes I'm just thinking about like getting, I don't know, filled with the spirit for lack of a better term. Yeah, that makes and sense. And that's what I'm doing. Or sometimes I think I'm just spending time with God, and now that's a little weird again too because, and we can get pretty far off into the weeds with this, but like you know, I think we should. Our book talks about like, um, you know, in the analysis, last analysis that that God is found, you know, deep down within ourselves, and that God is a part of us, and that there can be no separation though. So then to sit there and talk about trying to like get connected with something that's not a part of me yeah, or that's not, cannot be separate of me can get a little, you know, right. Goofy. Yeah. So, but sometimes I'm just like, I'm just, I don't know, sitting here, get filled with the spirit so that I can go out and then I can conquer, like I'm powering up. Yeah. So sometimes when I sit in after I, before I do my last prayer, after I've done my first prayer, asking God to get my mind right. Yeah. Um, then I think about that. But anyway, going back to what we were talking about before is like, cause I get, um, then the, the, the next thing is like, if I'm considering my plans for the day, um, am I setting them in stone? And then am I just running roughshod over people and doing that? So right. sometimes that's where that, that spiritual principle can come in mm-hmm. is if I'm considering my plans for the day, well, I don't know what the fuck that might be. I might be getting all kinds of things thrown at me. I have no idea. It's really important to go with the flow and be flexible and like, you know, be God centered in whatever the day has for me. So to consider my plans and set them in stone is like, er, you know, that leads to a lot of gear grinding. Exactly. So sometimes I, it's just a principle. Like maybe what I can just be today is um, helping or forgiving throughout the day, regardless Every once in a while, I get this stupid, weird thoughts in my meditation. Like, hey, instead of like trying to manipulate your day, why don't you go see if you can help your boss? And I tell that thought, you're an idiot. Go away. Those people are the enemy. <laughs> that sounds real good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Getting real now. Yeah. So one thing to... because. You said a lot of good stuff there. One thing that I try to visualize is because I have the same perspective of like um, a power greater than me is within me type of mentality. Yes. And um, where I first read this and then I've done more exploring is in that book, Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism. Yeah. They talk about meditation as 
the sunlight is within you and meditation is a way to get get rid of the clouds that are blocking the mm, sunlight out. Yeah. And so meditation is a way of kind of getting rid of the clouds. So instead of it being partly cloudy, if I meditate regularly and work on that, then I, it can be sunlight of the spirit all the time. That's cool that you said that. And I've never read that, but yeah. I remember when I was sober, I was um, doing this like, because when we were in treatment, we would do these guided meditations. And one of them, we had to imagine like this beam of light that like went through us and then anchored us to the ground. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard for me because I couldn't sit still because I was coming off fucking opiates. And right. I just could flipping opiates and I just could not sit still. And uh, I hated meditation because I couldn't sit still, man. I was, anyway, and um, but then when I got home, I remembered that meditation, but I'd gotten to the part where I talked about God being a, a part of us and, and or deep down within us and not, you know. And I would imagine that that, that was a pea-sized burning bright white light mm-hmm. and that was down within me. And then I would meditate and I would imagine that getting larger and larger and right. larger until it started like, and then it would come out my fingertips and then it would come out my other fingertips. And then all of a sudden I was this beaming white hot light. Right. And my responsibility was to, you know, take that God that was in with me out into the world and affect or infect the world with that white hot light. Right. And it was a really cool meditation. Yeah. But I find that that stuff only seems to work for a few days at a time or a week and yeah. then I have to do something different. It loses its effect after the first couple of times I've done it. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. And so for me, the what I really try to do is, uh, when, and again, my meditation isn't every morning. I don't pretend that it is, but my, my prayer and asking for direction is every morning and I try to meditate. When I meditate, it's usually in like good sized chunks and like throughout the week I'll meditate for What's a good size chunk? 15, 20 minutes, something okay. like that. A few times a week, I try to. Um, if I'm, if what I will do is like take time throughout the day to do that too. Like there's a few times during the week where I just shut my office door and I just sit quietly and try to meditate while I'm at work for a while. Sure, and just, like a reset or is yeah. that the idea behind it or is there, is there no idea? Not really. A re- for me, it's not really a reset. It's more so of just like, um, again, like I'm getting clouded. Okay. And so I'm, I'm not trying to reset. It's just like, I'm just trying to get my mind clear again. Gotcha. And so I'll just, I guess you could use reset, but whatever. Like, we don't yeah, have to. No, I guess just my perspective is like, I don't, I don't reset anything like clouds come and go. Yes. It's just part of life. And yeah. so like when I meditate those and the clouds are like dishonesty or selfishness or fear or something kind of cropping up. And so then I just kind of try to meditate and those things work themselves out but the idea of it is um to get clear i think that's really what i have to try to do is try to get some clarity so my morning goes like that i consider my behavior for the day how am i going to act a huge thing i really try to apply is tolerance um to to the world do you have, like, when you say tolerance, because Jared, I think, was asking about this, and mm-hmm. I, didn't, I was sort of, honestly, I didn't really have a very good answer. I'm, yeah, he was kind of correlating tolerance to, like, acceptance. Yeah, like, what do you, when you say you're you're, you're focusing on tolerance, like, what, in your mind, what's your... To, to me, it's that I can be content despite 
outside circumstances. That's uh, that's the thing, right? Like that's the perspective change that we experience is that the, you know, it talks about clear back in inventory that the world and the people in it really dominated us. Yeah. Fucking story of my life, man. Right. My entire situation was based on the shit happening around me. Right. Which is a real bitch because there's no way I can control any, any of, of those it. things. Exactly. Right? But like back to where you just talked about, what do I get to control the stuff inside of me? Right. And so like, um, when I think about, and I, when I think about like, um, religious people from the past, like whether it was Jesus or Buddha or, mm-hmm. or like what they had the ability to do is live above the fray or even ones more modern in more modern times, they seem to be able to live above the fray and regardless of, what was going on around them, they were unaffected by that. Exactly. And that's like what you're talking about. That's what I am aiming for, yeah. is to be like uh, at peace regardless of what's going on. Dude, isn't that the goal, though? I exactly. Mean, isn't that the way, regardless of what happens in my life, I'm going to be all right? Right. That's fantastic, right? Yep. That's that's the game plan. And so then what happens is when, like for me, I really try to focus on that. It's like, okay, like I'm... I can be content, like Ty was talking about. And I think a lot of this has come from Ty. Um, if you haven't listened to his podcast, he's got a really, I mean, his whole thing's cool, but his perspective around like me and myself is sufficient. Like that doesn't mean there's an absence of God, but that just means like I don't, this outside stuff is just that. Like it's just stuff. Yeah. And like I'm okay no matter what is going on. Yeah. And like I'm sufficient and I'm okay. And, um, So for me, the tolerance comes a lot from within that area or like I try to and I fall short almost daily, you know, because it's just like things affect me. Megan and I have a disagreement or someone at work doesn't show up. And but what I really try to do is just be like, look, none of this is within my control. So it's okay. Every once in a while, though, we get that little nugget of when they when the chaos is going on around us, the thought or the feeling that everything's gonna be okay yeah it's cool yeah like, and to be able to react to stuff that <laughs> would have never ever been able to just even deal with period right let alone deal with in a in a relax and like pretty much without emotion i guess yeah and with the true understanding that everything's gonna be okay exactly like, that's just a wonderful when I get to experience that, because a lot of times that stuff comes in high sign. Those are the, the, the those are the lessons I learn. And I'm like, oh yeah, clearly there's the lesson there for me after the fact. I'm like, God had it all the time, and right. this is why. And now I can see so clearly, and so I can take that lesson and say, okay, you know, you know, and try and apply that to the next thing. But that's, you know, I don't know. That's that's a tough connection to always make. Yeah. But when you actually get to realize it in the moment. Yes. That's the best. See, and I think that's where like the perspective change continues to grow. Like my psychic change originally was like, oh, I'll probably be okay. And like looking at my past experience, I can identify that like, oh yeah, I was okay through that. But like now today, it's much more like I'm okay right now. Yeah. And like that's a whole nother. And then I'm hoping, you know, I don't know what will happen, but eventually it's like I'm always going to be okay. Yes. Like, I don't need to worry because I'm always going to be yes. okay. And we're in the weeds. But this to me is like the whole, the beauty of the 11th step is like, if I'm not working on this stuff, I don't have this perspective. Yeah. I never, this sounds like fucking fairy dust. Right. If if I haven't had the perspective or the experience, I'm like, dude, you guys are full of shit. I don't believe you. 
maybe maybe it worked for you, but that's not going to be my experience. And I'm already closed off to to what's possible. So and and we and I've had that experience. You know, like yeah. you know the the I talk about all the time the 20 year old that doesn't do the steps, and that's me. And I'm just fucking crazy, and I'm reacting to everything, and I'm yeah. just so much more crazy than I was when I was drinking because I no longer have alcohol to treat my alcoholism, and I'm just right. like just a complete reactionary crazy person and i see it with my friends you know and and people i know in the fellowship that you know are experiencing a lot of turmoil going on and they're talking about it and Mm -hmm. um you know and it's from not having had this experience for you know whatever reason right you know and it's like yeah so the only way to get this experience is to have the experience right well to do do the things that are suggested to get the experience exactly yeah because i can't like for me and this is why the 12-step world works for me is because like i would love to just change the way i view (laughs) things right i would love to be able to just be like you know what i'm gonna look at the world differently read a book yeah i'm gonna be okay no matter what i just am gonna believe that and it'll come true and that's right for me that doesn't come true without some action, which is the first 11 steps at this point where I'm like, I'm getting into action. Now I'm staying in action and now I'm getting the experience. But now go ahead. Oh, so, and like, I explain this to my new guys when we get into the spiritual realm and I always make the, like the analogy of the physical realm because like I'll be on Facebook and I'll just read, you know, people posting, uh, you know, memes, I really, that's what I like about our Instagram feed is it's a lot of original content, right? And uh, <laughs> yeah, not so much of that. And uh, but memes, and it's like you know these really good philosophies that are great to take into life or put into action mm-hmm. and practical things. And I read them, and I'm like, but if I could just do that, I wouldn't be in the twelve step, right? Right? Yeah. Like there's just I would have never made it here if I had the ability to just do that, you know. And so when I talk to these new guys and I'm making this connection about like why we do these steps and what we're doing here and and and, and the book talks about I think in the eleventh step, maybe the tenth step, uh spiritual fitness. Right. And I make the analogy all the time to physical fitness. I'm like, good luck just going to the gym and watching other people work out and thinking you're going to get yeah, fit from doing that. Exactly. Right? Good luck not changing the, the foods you're putting in and the work you're doing and hoping you're going to be fit. Or, or sometimes I make the analogy of like, if, if somebody's just going to meetings, I tell them, you know, like when I'm speaking, like at the TRP, I use mm-hmm. the same analogy. Like, you know, if I went to surgeons, lunch lunch with surgeons every day for an hour and listen them talk about surgery and i did that for a while that doesn't make me a surgeon right i have to do the work yeah yeah and so like with our steps that's exactly what we're talking about Mm -hmm. here i'm doing the work and i'm experiencing the change right and it's in the realm of the spirit though rather than in the physical exactly Yeah. yeah and again if i could change the change how i was spiritually without any other help like I would, I wouldn't be an alcoholic. I wouldn't have the problems that I've had in my life. I would just, and I think the realm of the spirit, people can benefit whether you're an alcoholic or a drug addict or not. But like for me, that's that was kind of the last option. Yeah. Well, but, I, I, and I tried just, I tried just going to church, man. Like that's the that's the going without the doing, man. Yeah. And just trying to soak in up some of the you know osmosis. Yeah. yeah. And he's up there and he's talking about these awesome life lessons and. You know, I'm seeing the people around me, and they're like, and I'm like, Amber and I's marriage is falling apart at the time. You know, mm-hmm. I think I'd already been kicked out once. I'm drinking. I'm doing coke. I'm just like, I can't get it together. I'm, 
I'm like, I, I think, you know, grandpa's probably right. God's probably the answer. You know, right. I'm in there and, and then nothing happens. And then, then that's when I told God to take a hike. Right. You know? So like I've, you know, had that experience of just trying to get that without doing anything. And some people can, in our book talks about those people. I could just wish I could accept on faith with, you know, those people do so freely. Right. Exactly. Some people are just moved by the spirit, just, you know, intuitively, and they can apply those things in their life, man. And yep. I'm just not one of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so for me, I need to put in some effort and some action. Yeah. And that exists through the first 10 steps. And now in the 11th step, it's like, that's where for me, I think I get the majority of, growth is out of that where i'm i'm top my sponsor always says um you know like and it you're gonna make a sexual innuendo i'm sure but uh he always says like pick something and play with it <laughs> and uh i'm not because yeah. none is needed <laughs> yeah, yeah. and um so i do that a lot within the 11th step like within those pages it's like all right i'm gonna work on this and then i really try to and right now it's not even in the 11th step, but like I said, I'm really focused on like where I'm producing confusion in the world instead of harmony. And so like I'm, I'm picking something, I'm implementing it into my life, I'm doing it regularly, and then I'm watching for it, and then I'm being, you know what I mean? And so for me, that's like a lot of 11th step work is being aware of that and trying to grow from the person I am now, and especially from the person I was. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, I continue to do that. And that kind of relays into like what we do throughout the day. Yeah. And that's step. the next part. And that's what I was going to bring up. And like, the truth is I'm just not very good at, at good at that. Cause like every time we talk about the uh, 11th step, I'm like, okay, let's talk about the morning. Let's talk about on awakening. Let's talk about when we retire. And I, I, you know, and it might be because like, you know, if you read the 12 and 12, um, the 10th step is gets a little murky in there. And then, you know, it's got all of the inventories in the daytime and the nighttime inventory. And I get a little, you know, mm -hmm. you know, snooty about which is what and which is what. And I right. don't want, you know, and so like, you know, in the morning time we do a, the 11th step, we do our prayer and meditation. And then like, if you talked about it and if you haven't go back and listen to our 10th step exploration, that talks about the spot check inventory mm -hmm. as needed when, when certain things crop up, but there's also directions for the 11th step as we go throughout the day. Yeah. Like this was always a question too, what we had, like is, is the pause something, is it a promise or is it an action that we take? Right. Is it a promise from getting right through 10 and 11? Right. Cause the book says we pause when agitated or doubtful. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know. I don't want, I'm not going to try and figure it yeah. out, but, um, but the book says throughout the day, basically, that we remind ourselves a lot that we're no longer running the show. Right. We say to ourselves many times that thy will not mine be done. I had this thing that I was doing early on in sobriety. I wasn't saying that. But every time something would happen in my day that didn't go the way I think it should go, mm -hmm. I would say, thank you, God. Basically, what I was saying right. is thy will not mine be done. Yeah. Right. But I was trying to remind myself, you're not running the show. Right. And it was a good way for me to just reminding myself just of that man like i have an idea of the way i think the day should look and as soon as it starts to get off from that i start becoming uh, i start trying to enforce my will i start right. becoming the actor to run the, i gotta get things i gotta steer it back on track here and then i'm just asserting myself into my own day exactly and so yeah and then it talks about pausing when agitated out or doubtful and asking for direction throughout the day and i do do that sometimes and um and the one thing that the one thing that I like to practice, honestly, the, my favorite part of that is so it says like if we don't if we're if we're d doubtful or 
agitated. So we, we pause, we ask for the right thought or direction. And then it says we relax, we take it yeah. easy, we don't struggle. The right answers will come. Yeah, when we face indecision. Yeah, yeah. when we face indecision. And that's what I was going to talk about too. Okay. So keep rolling. Yeah. But so I, I consciously remind myself, because it's easy, sometimes I do get an answer right away, but sometimes I don't get an answer right away when I ask for an right. intuitive thought or decision. And so what I try and do then is after I ask for an intuitive thought or decision, I just go back to what I was doing before. You know, like to just sit there and try and get an answer right away. If an answer doesn't come right away, that's fine. Right. Just go do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But like my my favorite thing about that is the relaxing and take it easy. Right. After I ask. Yeah. And and Ty always tells me that that's a direction. It's not a promise. That he tells me that's your direction is to relax and take it easy. Yeah. Like that's not. Oh, you get to experience that. That's you do that. You know, does that make sense? Yes, that's, so that's more direction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for me, like I'm, I'm already one of the most indecisive people <laughs> I know, and so for me, I apply that throughout my day a lot. Is like when I don't know what to do, I ask for direction, and then I do, the, I do that. I relax. I take it easy. I don't sit there and start going, okay, what is it? What's the answer? What am I doing? What, what, what? Uh, was that it? Uh, yeah. Oh, there's some direction. No, no, maybe that's just me. Uh, I don't know if that was God's will or my will. Uh, and then I'm like just fucking, it's like, well, what's the point of asking for direction if I just yes. stay in the whirlwind? So, just keep trying to think think my way through this. Yep. I'm trying to not think my way. I'm trying right. to act intuitively. Right, and yeah. so what I usually will do is when I get the direction, it's usually... Sometimes it it's what I want to do, and sometimes it's not. God, I hate when it's not. But but I follow. I try to follow yes. through, and then like the next paragraph, I read this with one of my sponsees every single week, <laughs> because this is just kind of where he's at. And like his eleventh step work is like doesn't know what course to take, isn't relaxing and taking it easy, isn't picking trusting intuitive thought isn't picking one or the other right because you he's getting his thought and then maybe god thought and then he's instead of following through he just stays stuck he's on the grinder right and so then you're just paralyzed (laughs) and you're just sitting there you're just like well i don't know what to do and so we read it every week and it's like we we follow through with that we might pay for it in all sorts of absurd actions and ideas but nevertheless more and more as time passes, we can come to rely upon trusting that intuitive thought. Yes. And so what what and what he's doing and it's he's fucking skyrocketing into another he's flying into a whole new fourth dimension right now is he's getting the intuitive thought, he's following through, he's paying for it sometimes, just like it says. Yeah. But like now he's starting to rely on it. And like he was having this experience just last week where it was like, I don't know. I went into work and there was a job posting for a job that's bigger than mine and the intuitive thought was to do it and I applied for it and he got a new job. Yeah, boy. And like he's been wanting to leave work. He's been struggling with this, all of this stuff and then just boom, like just followed it and took off. And so for me, it's like, dude, exactly. And when we went and read it again and was like, you see, like all of the work leading into this is what made you trust that decision today. If you wouldn't have ever trusted the intuitive thought before, you wouldn't have made that decision again today. <laughs> that's when we're talking about like attaching this to the realm of the physical, that's a muscle that needs flexed. In, exactly. In the spiritual world is trusting intuitive thought. Yes. We've talked about this. We've done it. I, 
all the time at work, I remind myself because what usually what happens is I have an intuitive thought, I ignore it. Then something happens where I see if I would have followed that intuitive thought, things may have worked out pretty, pretty nice and pretty neat and nice for me. Right. And, um, and I'm like, ah, yeah, back to intuitive thought, intuitive thought, you know, and being aware. And this all leads up to it. All, everything we've done to this point, all of, all of our inventory, all of our amends, all of our 10 steps, this so we can get clear on that intuitive thought right. that's coming in. Right. Because prior to this, I'm just full of my own head, like you were just talking about with your guy right. being in the grinder, right? Yep. And so we do all of this, and we get to this point where I can hear the intuitive thought, but then I have a responsibility to follow the exactly. intuitive thought. And sometimes I do that, and I pay the price. Sometimes I do that, nothing happens. Right. Sometimes I do that, and cool shit happens. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And when I'm paying the price... Sometimes that's still, I believe, God's will. Like, yeah. it's not like, I don't think God is punishing and stuff, but, like, sometimes I, I'm i getting growth, right? Yeah. I ask for patience. I don't just get binked on the head, and now I'm a patient individual. Yes. No, I get parked and stop and go traffic for an hour, and yeah. I get to practice patience. Right. And, like, I ask for patience. Here we go. And now, like, I'm paying for it with, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like a growth opportunity. Yeah. And that's what... I end up talking to this guy all the time about is like, we're always growing. And sometimes the growth feels good. And sometimes the growth feels like shit. And sometimes the growth is really painful, but we're always growing. Yeah. And then if you just do easy workouts all the time, you're never going to get exactly. Yeah. You're never going to get any stronger and right. any faster. Exactly. So sometimes there's some pain involved in right. this growth, right? Yeah. But it's that good stuff too. And like now I'm going to get outside, but our book tells us later in this step to seek, you know, valuable prayers. And I don't, I don't know how it's worded, but it says, it says see where religious people are right. And then it talks about like seek outside spiritual literature and you can get all kinds of helpful suggestions yeah. from people in that realm. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, this um, other Malcolm Gladwell, because that one talking to strangers was so good. I bought, I read another one because I already read Tipping Point Blank a long okay. time ago. Yeah, and then I read um, uh, David and Goliath. But mm. one of the things that talked about that, it, it basically the whole thing was like not the whole thing, but a lot of it was like these things that are seeming that that's like Goggins' childhood. These things that seem so tragic and so terrible are actually the things that are making us stronger. Right. So even when we think we're paying for it right? Maybe we're not paying for it. Right. Maybe what we're gaining is strength to endure somewhere else down the line. Exactly. Or whatever it is. Yes. That the, basically there is no wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where I think a lot of, um, we're talking about my sponsor a lot, but I just get a lot from him, yeah. especially in 11 is, yeah. um, he talks a lot like he'll, every time I go to him with like a, a dilemma or like a this or that, or like, like, for example, I, I had a job opportunity to move to Powell, and I talked to him about it, and I was like, I just don't know what to do. You know, it could be good. It could be great. Financially, it would be awesome. Living in Powell probably wouldn't be the best, but it might be short-term, and it would be worth it long time, long-term for my career, and Megan was not totally opposed to it, and uh, I was like, so I just don't know what to do, and he was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think there's really a wrong choice, man. Like, yeah. you're either going to go or you're not going to go, and either way... You're probably fine. Yeah. And I was like, you don't understand the circumstances. Right. Like, yeah. You know, you clearly don't see yeah. all that's all that's riding right. on this. And I can I can apply that principle and that perspective when I'm picking between Q Doba or Jimmy Johns, right? But yeah. uprooting my family, 
moving nine hours away and taking a new job that I, I haven't done before. It's like, to me, there's an illusion that there's more on the line. Yeah. But in reality, it's like, I don't think there is. Yeah. I don't think there is. Yeah. I think I'll be fine either way. Yeah. I'll either go and I'll pay for it and then all sorts of absurd actions and ideas or I'll go and I won't. And like, it's that simple regardless of the illusion of consequences or weight. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, I went on a... No, no, that's a, just a... I think that's a perfect example of exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. I did get to thinking a little bit about absurd actions and ideas. And um, one time when I had just gotten back from treatment center, I um, came across a rabbit that had been hit and paralyzed, like yeah. a jackrabbit. And uh, and I didn't know what to do because there wasn't... And I was on a military installation. And mm-hmm. so I couldn't... It's not like it... Well, I didn't have a firearm anyway. So, <laughs> but it's not like I could, you know, shoot the thing <laughs> oh, and yeah, put, put it out of its misery. <laughs> and I was like, maybe I could get a big rock and smash it. So I called the base vet and he was like, yeah, we sort of... We sort of tend to let nature take its course on these sort of things. And I'm like, some asshole hit it and left it in the road to die. Like, what's natural about that? And I was so mad and looked around for a big rock. And I was like, you know, like, oh, man. And I was like, wait, wait, I'm in a very large vehicle. Like, I could just run (laughs) this this thing over and kill it. But I didn't know what to do, man. I was so indecisive. And I was like, and I called Jeff and I'm talking to him and I'm pretty new sober and I'm pretty spastic and everything at the time. And I was like, I just don't know what to do. And I was like, all right. And Jeff's like, ah, you'll probably just, you'll probably just let it live. And I was like, click or will I? <laughs> and so I decided to run it over this with this large vehicle that I'm in. Oh and I hit it, and it's it's a big jackrabbit, man. And I was like, I don't know if I killed it. So then I backed over it again, and then I ran over it forward oh again. <laughs> I went over it several times until I was sure it was dead. And I thought I was going to feel better and relief, and then I helped this thing and then didn't have to die a slow, painful death. Nope, that's not what happened at all. You felt I, much worse. Oh, I felt so <laughs> terrible. Yeah, oh, I was like, damn it. Yeah. And I was like, and so then I'm like, I've got to make right by the, I've got to I've got to make right by this rabbit that I've killed, yeah. this straight <laughs> jack rabbit that I've killed. And I was like, I know what I'll never take life again. I will never take life into me again. I can no longer eat animals. That's just all there is to it. Wow. Yeah. That's some black and white thing. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Except problem is I hate vegetables. And you eat a lot of meat. Yeah, <laughs> you know this. And so then for the next, like, let me tell you how long I made it all. I had all the three days, day and a half, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm pounding pasta and I'm like eating daylight donuts and eating pasta. And that's what I'm sustaining on. I'm like, this is a bad idea. Like I'm, I wasn't, I wasn't small anyway. I was like, I'm going to really blow up. And then like, a, you know, like, cause I say a day and a half cause then it was morning time and, uh, Amber went up to Burger Inn to get some breakfast burritos, and I was like, I'll take mine without bacon. But it still has green chili, which mm-hmm. has pork in it. So then I ate a little bit of pork, and then I was like, Who was I kidding? It's fine. I can't do this. Let's go to TJ's. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So I just started smashing ribeyes again. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's just, you know, somebody that's a long <laughs> story. <laughs> yeah. Getting caught up in absurd actions yeah, and ideas. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So yeah, based on one tiny little thing. Yeah, (laughs) that's such a good story. Yeah. So All right, so I was just going to say, okay, so we've hit on throughout the day. The pause thing uh, is something I try to implement today too. I used to think that was the fucking cheesiest thing in in the 12-step rooms was we pause when agitated, and I'm like, yeah, you're stupid. (laughs) That's not real. That'll never happen. Yeah. 
And today I usually, for the most part, can try or at least the thought comes in that I should be pausing. Does that make sense? Yes. Usually it's like the thought comes in like, I should probably take a moment here. And that is far-fetched from me because my old life is a reaction. You do this, well, I do this. And I'll get louder and I'll try to act tougher or whatever I have to do, I'm a reactor. Right, I'm a reactionary person. Exactly. On this emotional roller coaster of life, completely out of fucking control of my emotions in the world around (laughs) me. Yes, and now... Um, again, it's not like I fucking, uh, kill it and I'm like, I'm fucking the Dalai Lama and I pause every single time and I'm just, Oh, you know, but like the, the, the thought is there, which is large strides for me. But like, and that's the thing, like that, that's the, the, the thought would have never used to come and now it comes now. Right. Right. And again, I think that's as a result of doing all of this other stuff Mm -hmm. is where like the book talks about our, our, our thinking will change, right? Our perspective will change. As, as time passes, it says our, we come to rely upon our thinking changes. Oh yeah. As a result of doing this stuff Mm -hmm. consistently, probably open-mindedly, all of those things. Yeah. And, uh, like, uh, like sometimes I just know, like, and I talk about work a lot, but man, my life's pretty fucking good. And that's, that seems to be part where I hang up a lot. Yeah. And I know that if I can just get out of there in 10 minutes, it's going to be better. But I'm like you, I just react to everything. Yep. And sometimes it's just pausing long enough to get out of my, you know, work area in the morning and right. get going with my day and then things are going to be all right. Right. If yep. I can just you know, gather myself for that long. And then when I get the hindsight thing I was talking about earlier. And then by the end of the day, I'm all happy. And I'm like, oh, yeah. it was clearly meant to be this way. And right. all like sappy and emotional. And I'm just like. Yeah. Well, and that's the, the beauty of it is that I get that experience where if I just react, <laughs> I go home frustrated and discontent. Everybody's annoying me all day. I've it's, caused some harm almost right, inevitably. Right. And everybody around me is either walking on eggshells because they know me or they get blown up. You know what I mean? So it's like the the pause thing for me is just the thought comes in and then the hardest thing to do is trust that over my own ego telling me you you are not going to you're not getting heard, you're not being treated right, whatever it is and to fight off those thoughts and to just go just take a fucking moment and not, I don't want to get way off kilter, but get way off like, kilter. I I read this book on Gandhi, and that was like it, like he was a pacifist. Like I just, I'm never our literature, and it kind of con- like contradicts each other because it says we're never servile and scraping and stuff, and like we're not a doormat to be walked on. And right is at least my perspective, but it's like I don't know. To me, the spiritual way is generally to just take a beat yeah. <laughs> and just like relax. Yeah. And then generally the, the, the right thought or action will come. And that doesn't mean I never voice myself, but I can do it from a calm place. Yes. And that's a huge thing that works like in Megan and I's relationship. I was a very tumultuous person to be in a relationship with, I would think for a while. Yeah. Cause I just, I'm not good with emotions. I don't know how to process them. And my immediate response is like, fight, 
Yeah. Or bail, fight yeah. or flight. And yeah. like today I can just be like, you know what? I think I need to take a little while. And that doesn't happen all the time. But like, why don't we have a conversation tonight? <laughs> I can disagree with somebody without emotion. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't do that before. Bingo. Yeah. Nailed it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So now we're leading into what once we've, we've done our morning deal, we've done our throughout the day. Now we're getting into the evening. Um, even though you joke that you don't do it, I know you have lots of experience doing your nightly reviews. What does that so look like? That is super, uh, I, I want to say super clear cut, but basically there's 11 questions that our book asks us to ask ourselves every night. Um, were we resentful? Were we dishonest? Were we afraid? Right? Or resentful, uh, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Yeah. yeah, resentful, dishonest, selfish, or afraid. Were we think? Were we thinking of ourselves most of the day? Um, is there something we should have kept to ourselves that should be discussed with another? You, you've got it all memorized. I don't. I think you're nailing it. Though. Um, I don't anymore either. Honestly, okay. I'm sure if I like. Yeah. But just off the cuff. Um, were we thinking of others? Uh, or were we thinking, or were we thinking of ourselves, or were we thinking of what we could do for others? And then one of the best lines, honestly, though, in our literature, or of what we could pack into the stream of life. Like, right. I don't know anybody that doesn't like that sentence, mm-hmm. right? And so, but basically, the idea is I'm supposed to review my day, and um, and like what I know. So I do have a hard time doing this by myself, and the t- the times that I've been able to um, successfully do it for an extended period of time, it's usually been with a partner. Um, Back before, when Vanessa still lived here a long time ago, her and I would call each other and we would review our day. And then more recently, when I got sober this time, my cousin, Amy, that's mm-hmm. been on the podcast and I did it, we'd call and one of us would go first and then the other one would go. And we just, it was about having an accountability partner so that we did it. It mm-hmm. wasn't about like having her listening. I didn't do, I wasn't, I didn't edit what I was telling her. You know, it has mm-hmm. to be somebody I trust. That's right. for sure. But, um, yeah, I just go through those, those, um, things. And sometimes I found myself like digging for shit that wasn't there. Like, oh, I know I had to be resentful today, Mm -hmm. but nothing's really coming to mind, man. If nothing comes to mind, move to the next question. You know what I mean? I don't really need to dig for anything to just to find something. Yep. Um, and then the other thing that I, the pitfall I've fallen into is also on that though is because they are the same eleven questions and I'm not into it every day is just blowing through the motions. No, no, no. Yes, no. Yes, no. Yes, mm-hmm. nothing. Okay, God, what corrective measures could be taken? And please forgive me. And the one thing that always rubs me the wrong way is asking for forgiveness, just because. But did we did we, did we talk about that, or maybe we talked about it outside the podcast? I don't know. Just because I like don't feel like. Um, my conception of God, there would be anything um, that God would hold against me. Do you know what I mean? I do. And so sometimes when I'm like, we ask for God's forgiveness, I'm like, I don't know. I think God already forgives me, but maybe it's just the act of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, and so like, that's the thing, but like what I found and I, I like to speak in analogies a lot, but the one I made, the last time when I was doing this pretty regularly was like, so I'm on a pretty strict diet and I've got to keep track of certain macros to know where I'm at. And, and what happened when I, you know, I gained six, seven pounds and then I back, I don't understand. I'm eating the same thing I ate yesterday and the mm-hmm. day before and the day before and the same thing I've eaten for the last six months. But then when I put it into my calculator and actually inventory what I've been eating, I'm not even close because right. I've added one little thing here and one little thing there. And I've done that for the last six months without realizing it, without inventorying 
anything I've put in my food. Mm-hmm. And six months later, I'm eating all kinds of shit, and that's why I've gained six or seven pounds. And I think that I've been doing the same thing as I was six months ago. And right, that's sort of what the nightly review is, man. I get to review my conduct on a daily basis so that I know what what the hell is happening in my life. And that might sound crazy to say that I might not know what the hell is happening in my life, but you know, I would suggest folks out there inventory their day every day if mm-hmm. they think they know what's going on every day in their life right because i can assure you i do not unless i'm that's right. my experience that's not my opinion right yeah yeah i would agree so so and so that's that and mostly i don't know mostly just like what i feel as i've gotten out of the evening part is just some awareness as to what's going on in my life the more of those hindsight lessons of mm-hmm. like oh clearly duh. you know what i i can see it now and if i can see it then there's some hope for some correction the same way as like when we write inventory the first time some realization of what the fuck's going on right that's all i have to say i like it now you talk I have had experience doing it very rigid and emailing a nightly review to a gentleman every single night and eventually getting to a point where I was mailing it in and then I was resentful at the fact that I was having to do this because I was not doing it because I was trying to grow spiritually. I was doing it so that I looked like I was doing it. The intention behind what you're doing. was not there. Yeah. It was not correct. And then I ended up just being like, well, I'm not going to fucking do it at all now. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. And um, that not going very well either. No. And then when I went through the work uh, with, with Jeff before he moved, um, I just started doing it on my own. I review my conduct Megan and I lay down, we go to bed at the same time. I give her a kiss goodnight. I roll over and I review my conduct and my I just roll it out in my in my dome piece. The eleven questions? Yeah. yeah. And and usually it's I don't because um, our, our literature says like we don't drift off into like morbid reflection. So I I don't um Yeah, that's a biggie. Yeah, cuz like it'd be easy to be like I was selfish and this is how 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 and then I'm beating the shit out of myself because I was just a selfish individual all day. Which so. is in itself another form of selfishness. Exactly. <laughs> so what I I do is just look at like the obvious conducts where um I had a, the option of being selfish or unselfish and I chose to be selfish or there was a something that presented itself, and I chose to be dishonest. Um, and it's it's not like I'm making the decision; I'm weighing the options and going, "I'm going to lie." It's almost like instinct kicked in to be dishonest again. And so then I review that and go, "Wow, well, I I was I was dishonest to I exaggerated something, or I withheld information when I shouldn't have." You know, just like yeah. things that I do to try to in my mind keep me safe or put me on a position where I look better than I am. But like, if you were not doing that review at all, you might not have any idea right. that you were being incredibly dishonest. Exactly. You may believe you're incredibly spiritual and noble. I mean, not yeah. that you're not, but I mean, I know you what you mean, I mean, though. Yeah, I could you, be walking around saying I'm the most honest person there is, yeah. and meanwhile, I'm lying out of my face every day. But just simply not, not out of bad intentions. Right. I'm right? just not even aware. Yes. Yes. And I think that, like, for me, the biggest thing I get out of the nightly review is awareness. Yeah. It's not like I. Uh, I'm never dishonest again because I've reviewed my conduct for two years straight. Like, no, I'm I'm just aware of it. Yes. And so then, what I have found is I become le- I I have become less dishonest, and well, I don't exaggerate as much as I used to. 
what happens is, so I'm doing this review. I know that I've been dishonesty, and I get the 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 situation comes up again, and the thought occurs to me: Wait, you were dishonest yeah. last time you did this, and yeah. so from then I've got the opportunity to be honest, with right? It. But that doesn't happen if I don't gain the awareness, and I don't gain the awareness if, if I'm not do doing it. the evening review. Exactly. Yeah, this is. Uh, I yep. don't know. Yeah, it's a nailed it. I'm. Yeah, this is why this step's so important. Right. All of it. Yeah. And then, so I review those things and then I just review like, was I thinking my, of myself most of the day? I used to just answer yes every time because it's like, that's just what I do. I navigate the world and it's me against the world and this is what's going on. And today I really think of like, when were there choices that I I could have been thinking about someone else and I chose to do something for myself. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, I could go to the meeting. I don't want to. Yeah. Right. I'm thinking of myself. I mean, because other words, the answer is never going to be no because right. we're, we live through the lens of self. Exactly. And everything that comes in is going to get perceived by that. Yeah. And so, um, so I just review it. Uh, it's not like this huge thing. Um, I, I usually will ask for corrective measures. I don't ask for forgiveness. So, I can't share on that because I I don't do it. Yeah, but um, just why don't you do it? I'm just curious because I don't. I think that if I were to try to break it down into words that I could explain instead of just being like, "Well, I don't." I think that if forgiveness is an action word and I don't just ask for it, like if I did something incorrectly, I'm going to have the opportunity to correct it. Okay, and so it's like I don't. And I get that through awareness of doing it wrong. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. I, and I just, I agree with you. Like my conception of a power greater than me isn't that he's fucking a bookie tallying yeah. up everything yeah. that I'm yeah. doing wrong yeah. and I got to ask for it. Otherwise it yeah. stays on my resume. Yeah. Like I just don't like the perspective of that. So for me, it's like I ask for what corrective measures should be taken. And then I, if I get direction on that, then I follow through. Because, like, we're talking about, you know, we talk about a lot of things, I guess. We talk a lot about actions. But our book does specifically, in this spot, talk about intentions and motives. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to, I don't want to, I mean, I suppose it's better to do the right thing out of bad motives than it is. But I don't want to act a certain way because I think somebody's keeping score. Right. I want to act some way because I'm moved. It's the right thing. Yeah. Like I'm moved to do it. My life's better when I do it. Your life's better. Everybody around me's life is better when I'm honest, when I'm forgiving, when I'm understanding. Not because somebody's keeping score. Because you're worried that you're going to be going somewhere or something bad. I guess if we do ask for forgiveness, then we have to ask Beefcakes the bookie for forgiveness. Yeah, dude, because he tallies up. We'll just call him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ryan, I did my evening can review. Can I have forgiveness? <laughs> Take one off the tally board. That's like that's like sort of stolen from a Carlin bit when he was like, he prays to Joe Pesci because that's a guy that can get things done. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. So we're over an hour in, but I wanted to talk about one last thing yeah. on the eleventh step. Yeah. Uh, we hit on it a little bit, but it says seek outside spiritual help or literature and stuff. To me, that's my favorite part of the 11th step is growing in the realm of the spirit. What if you had to put together like the three most impactful things that you've done outside of the 12th step? 
could you do a list? Like anything outside the 12 steps? Yes, that like that is kind of geared towards like growing in the realm of the spirit. Like in the like kind of like 11th step but outside. So not like therapeutic. See, to me, I think like trauma therapy is okay. growing in the realm of the spirit because my intentions were like, I'm still fucked up. I got to do some more. So, so yeah, I mean, for sure, when I did EMDR, um, that was one thing that I've done like outside the 12-step world. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if I've... Even, or like a book you read that you're like, wow, that was impactful. Well, like when you were talking earlier, I, I just go from book to book to book mm-hmm. when I listen to them. Um, but when you were talking earlier about the, you know, like the, the, the conflicting ideals between being meek and then not being servile, mm-hmm. I was thinking about Sermon on the Mount. And yeah. It's been a while since I've read it, but he just pretty much breaks down Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And, and then the other book that you had me read that Ty had, you read The Kingdom of God is Within. Yeah. So he talked about a lot about that specific thing and if then this is the then this if this is the direction then this is the only direction right, right? And so they both had that sort of thing and similar and it's sort of both of those like the idea of breaking down spiritual principles mm-hmm. for those and spiritual principles living yeah because it doesn't understand i don't make sometimes i need to you know it doesn't make a lot of sense to me coming in to this 12-step program and they're talking about practicing these principles in all our affairs i'm like i don't even know what you're talking about right what, what does that mean yeah. i have no idea you know and mm-hmm. so like when i got through the 12-step my first sponsor gave me sermon on the mount right he's like you're ready for some outside literature so sermon on the mount's a good one if you, you're listening at home emmett fox is the author it was written right around the same time that the AA was found, yes. right? Mm-hmm. I, in the 30s. Yeah, yeah and, and I think that that sort of helped influence Bill, is that right? I, that's my understanding. That, that's yeah. why it's so closely affiliated y- with... Yeah, but don't quote me, boy, because I ain't boy. shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> dude, and the, the other thing, and I don't know if this is in the realm of the spirit, but the other thing is that I don't think I can anymore live without is exercise. Yeah. Um, it's a head clearer, man. Mm-hmm. Like I find that I stir less, and it doesn't have to be intense. It, it very rarely is intense. Right. I'm not really into working that hard. It's more about the discipline of going in and doing mm-hmm. it. Uh, the same as like the morning thing, you know. It's right. like about the discipline of doing it. It's not so much the quality as it is, you know, just doing it. Doing it. The victory yeah. is in doing. Yeah. And so, and I, that's not really in the realm of the spirit. Right. But I don't know. Yeah. The intention I could see is though, like a dis like discipline in general is a spiritual principle. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So I don't know why, what's your things? Um, I, I think for me is, uh, one thing that definitely stands out is the book you told me about the untethered soul. Oh yeah. For whatever reason, the concept that it talks about for like the first half of the book of that, like I am not the voice in my head. I'm the listener of the voice in my head. And like, there's a separation between my mind and, and my essence or whatever you would want to call it. Mm -hmm. That was very impactful for me. And it, it actually helped me calm down my racing mind quite a bit. And, um, so that was really big. And then I think just, uh, I don't want to pretend that I'm like some Buddhist or whatever, but being open-minded enough to seek in general outside spiritual stuff. Yeah. Just like, 
seeking meditation, seeking guidance. That book, Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism, is awesome because it's, I don't want to give the whole thing away, but it, it basically, can you still be spiritual and do all of these things that appear unspiritual? Mm. And I don't know, there's just, like for me, just being open-minded to stuff, I think. And then like going to trauma therapy again, like that was a huge open-minded experience where I didn't really want it, but just the intention to seek yeah. something is in itself the biggest thing I get out of the 11th step. Those two things sort of go hand in hand, though. Mm -hmm. Just trauma therapy I found in the 12 step. Yeah. yeah. They're just. Well, compatible. and my mom, my mom has done, she's been doing quite a bit of EMDR and she loves it. And yeah. I've noticed some changes in her and she's doing stuff that she wouldn't have done before. And like, nice. yeah, it's cool. So. I think it works for everybody. I think it makes a lot of sense that if you're a drug addict or an alcoholic, most likely you've probably experienced some trauma. Yeah. I or think everybody experiences trauma, but <laughs> yeah, or a human. Yeah. But, um, the other one too, the power of now, and that one gets talked about a mm -hmm. lot. Um, but the first time I read that really was sort of transformative. Yeah. It's just like, uh, I had the realization that no matter where I was, that's where I was. Yes. And so it didn't really much matter what the hell I was doing. Like, yeah. I think there was a line from that book and I don't, I don't, I think so. But like, it's like, um, you have two choices. Like you can either accept where you're at or not accept where you're at. Right. right? And that's like basically where I'm at, you mm -hmm. know, and I used to struggle with that, that, that concept or that idea. Like when I'm at work, I'm like, you know, I would tell myself, all you have to do right now to make your misery stop is to accept where you're at. Yeah. And I'm like, why would anybody want to accept this? Yeah. Shit. I was right. like, that's dumb. You know, and like I would struggle with that thing, but it was goes back to what you were talking about like earlier is can I be okay regardless of my outside right. circumstances? Yeah. You know? And I don't want to use the term watered down in a negative concept, but like the power of now is like a a watered down Buddhism practice yeah. and it's just put into like a, a way that people can understand and not have a negative connotation to like that doesn't align with what I believe in religiously or whatever. Yeah. But it, the, the principles are very similar yeah. in like, yeah, I'm like, I can be okay right now. I have the choice of either being okay right now or not being okay right now, but that doesn't change the, the reality of what is going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I think, um, yeah, that's that was the first book I read when I started seeking spiritually. That was the very was first the one. Power of now. And Megan actually told me about it, yeah. and she had it. And was like, you should read that. And so that was the very first book I read. Yeah, that one, The Untethered Soul. Um, I love that one. And um, Sermon on the Mount. Mm -hmm. um, the one that one that I read a while back that I really liked was um, oh, was it was it it was um. Oh, that one about how we evolved to be the social leap. Yeah, the social leap's really good. Yeah, I really like that one. I just listened to uh, the book of Five Rings. Did you listen to that yet? No, because there was two versions, and I think I know which one to get, but then I didn't get yeah. it. I wanted to check with you first. It's pretty interesting, even though it's like spiritual discipline through the lens of a guy who was, uh, what are they called? A Japanese... Well, samurai samurai and so it's like all of the spiritual principled stuff through that and it's like 
three hours to listen to the whole thing, which is cool. Yeah. I dig a shorter book. So Yeah, the one was two hours, 40 minutes. The new one was five hours. Yeah. And so I think that's probably the two-hour, 40-minute mm-hmm. version. But it's really good. So uh, And I know I keep talking about this book, and maybe it's just because the one I've read the most, but talking to strangers, basically it was just the greatest lesson for me, and I don't know. When I think yeah. I know, I don't know. Yeah. And it took some really ho- ho- high-profile cases and, like, Okay, this is the story we've all accepted, but maybe there's a little more to this. Right. He doesn't say, he's just like, maybe. He's just kind of opening the door yeah, to being like, open minded. That's there cool. There might be four sides to this. Right. right? You know, yeah. Like, and so, like, that's the thing, man, is so much of my life has been like, and, and that's just human, that's just probably survival instinct. We see a situation, we have to sum it up immediately. Right. right? I mean, if we're talking about like evolutionary wise, mm-hmm. in order for our safety, we have to, you know, immediately take situations and sum them up and figure out what's best to do. But like, I don't know if I need to live that way anymore, man. And yeah. so just to just pause mm-hmm. and say, okay, I don't know what's going on here. And I don't really want to put it into any single category. Yeah. And just experience what's happening. Yeah. That's a, that's like that's like life goals right there exactly yeah the, there's a book called the cloud of unknowing and it's really hard to read but it talks a lot about like not knowing and having this illusion that we need to know stuff and yeah. just being okay with the fact that we don't know yeah yeah so all right this is the longest podcast we've ever done all right cool uh we have an instagram page recovered af podcast we also have a gmail account if you want to email us with shit that you do for your 11th step or books that you've read or podcasts you've other you've heard yeah, or we'd like to hear about that yeah other stuff that you have found valuable in your experience go for net um anything like that you should uh let us know and our gmail is recoveredafpodcast at gmail.com and um thanks a lot